Welcome to It's All Geek to Me, a podcast where two friends experience popular nerdy franchises for the first time. My name is Leah, and this season, my co-host Kelly will be watching my favorite films, The Lord of the Rings, for the very first time, and I'm the expert. Let's dive in. Oh, you and your freaking tears. I can't. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Uh, So, Kelly, you did it. You've watched the first episode. And Leah, to nobody's surprise, is crying. (laughs) I don't even understand. What do you understand? You just finished the film. I want to know what the total cry tally is. I want to put it at 10. Though the last cry was like an extended cry, I would say. Kind of like one cry. One cry to rule them all. The section where the death happens till like the very end of the movie. But there was definitely a section where the crying amped up. So I do think I can count it as a second cry. (laughs) But in total 10. But anyway, start us off. Let everybody know where we left off. So we left off the last episode of them leaving Galadriel, we had just sort of gotten a warning from her that if Frodo doesn't succeed, things are going to be bad and he's got to do this alone. We know that Saruman has sent out the Urukai to find the Fellowship, take the halflings alive and unspoiled, and kill the rest. So Kelly, lead us through what we just watched. Oh man, I'm still in shock that I actually finished the movie. Also, can I just tell everybody that we did this in one day, though you have watched these episodes over maybe a month or a month and a half. Or maybe they're binging them all right now. That's a great thought as well. Even though you left us at good points, I don't think I would have been able to wait to keep watching. I think it would have made it difficult to remember what was going on. (laughs) Absolutely. I think doing it in one day was definitely the way to go, but I did like stopping. But not doing all three of them in one day like that guy wanted me to do. (laughs) No, no, no. Absolutely not. No, we'll pretend I just saw this in theaters. We'll wait a year and a half and then we'll move on to the next episode. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so basically we've got more travel. I feel like there's a lot of travel in this, but this one is all by boat. So they're rowing along. The Orukais are coming, but it seems that they're not in the same woods, even though it's kind of intercut together. And even at one point, Legolas looks up and he maybe thinks he sees them. but they're not quite there yet. And also Legolas has a sense. So he can see things and feel things that are a little bit farther away than the human eye can see. He can sense the vibe. And he says something like that, you know, I sense something, there's a shadow that's been growing in my mind. So he knows that they're close, but they're not close enough for like the humans to be sensing. And the group still seems to be together. So I was excited about that. But yeah, then they have these big statues. And in the last episode, we were joking about the director having a foot fetish and I was cracking up because when we see the statues, they're passing by and I understand that this was just a way to show how big these statues are, but they just passed this giant foot. <laughs> yep, they did do that. I was like, oh gosh, another foot. Yeah, I like this moment though calling out the Argonauts is what they're called because Aragorn very excitedly seems to be pointing them out to Frodo and he says, long have I wanted to see the kings of old and he says, my kin. So I think at this point he's falling into this king role that he never really wanted and never felt like I think he deserved. Oh, and that changes by the end of this movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Don't start crying again. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Then they get onto land. They're talking about their path. The dwarf is not thrilled about the path and then he also gets slighted a bit and he's frustrated about that. And then they realize Frodo's gone and I was like, oh my gosh, he's run off to go to Mordor on his own. This is very upsetting. And Sam had the cutest reaction when he realized that Frodo was gone. Oh, yeah, he's upset. 
that. So it turns out he just went off to go wander in the woods and Boromir finds him and he starts giving him this little talk and Frodo is immediately suspicious and for good reason because Boromir clearly wants the ring but he's like this is like a burden and you really don't have to burden yourself with this like blah 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 and Frodo is like I'm not giving you the ring and then they get into a physical fight. He attacks Frodo. He's like I want the ring I want the ring and then Frodo puts the ring on and disappears and Boromir starts screaming and he's like you're gonna give the ring to Sauron which I thought was a weird thing. Why would he think that? But I guess the ring maybe has a power. In his mind he's thinking I am on the right path here. I want to use this ring to save my people. You are going to bring the ring right to him. What's wrong with you? But this is just the ring corrupting him. So then he gets you know knocked off his feet and Frodo runs away and Frodo's in this shadow vision now and he sees Sauron and it starts getting a little overwhelming but then he manages to take off the ring and he like falls off of this little ruin and then Aragorn shows up and Frodo is immediately suspicious of him too and why wouldn't he be because he just almost got beat up after what just happened yeah Frodo is like would you destroy it and he holds out the ring and clearly he doesn't feel the same about Aragorn as he does about Boromir because he would not have done that for Boromir and then Aragorn comes over and he closes his hand and he's like I would have gone with you into the fire which clearly proves Aragorn knows he's going off on his own and this is where I cried the first in this section this is the second time that I've noticed it and I didn't point it out the first time but Frodo always almost pulls out his blade and then it appears to be glowing and then he stops pulling it out all the way is there maybe something wrong with the blade where he can't use it if it's glowing or what's the deal with that when it glows it means that orcs are nearby oh Bilbo had mentioned that when he gave him the blade that it will glow blue when orc are near so he pulls it out a little to see that it's glowing but then he puts it back because Frodo is the worst fighter out of all of them totally missed that (laughs) and even in this next section what I wrote down like after he's like running away he's just fallen down he just keeps falling and falling falling. I feel like Frodo really has the same style of fighting as me which is not even to run just to hide because he's like I know I can't outrun you either and I I feel that like on a deeply emotional level so Frodo's running the orcs are screaming find the halfling find the halfling the the big baddie guy so they just run past him he's like barely hiding behind a tree and they just shoot right past him they don't even care this is another thing about hobbits it's I wouldn't really call it a magical power but it is something good to note halflings because a lot of people in the world don't even know the existence of hobbits they have this uncanny ability to be unseen. That makes a little bit more sense because I was like, man, that is just convenient that they're just skating on past. But anyway, so then Merry and Pippin are hiding on the other side of like this path where the Orkai are running and they're like, oh, come over here and hide with us. And Frodo's like, no. And then one of them, still can't tell them apart yet, but one of them was like, Merry. Merry is the smarter one. If anyone's saying anything smart, it's Merry. <laughs> okay, so Merry's like, oh, he's gonna ditch us. And then in an incredible moment of strength and bravery. They decide to jump out and distract the Orkai so that Frodo can run away into the correct spot. I thought that was really cool of them. And then the horn of Gondor blows, which I didn't realize at the time that that was Boromir blowing that. So he's blowing it. I don't really know why. He's just having a good time blowing his horn. He's totally outnumbered at this point. Oh, okay. So the big baddie 
Orkai is coming and he shoots an arrow at Boromir and there's like this weird moment but then he just keeps on fighting which I was like okay pretty cool then he gets shot a second time then there's this incredibly long moment where the hobbits are just looking at him he's looking at them the faces that they made were just so heartbreaking and then he starts fighting again then he gets shot a third time and this is where the tears have begun oh my gosh at this point the hobbits finally started to like go off and start fighting but then they get dragged away by the orakai and i was thinking the reason they're keeping them alive is because they probably don't know which halfling has the valuable thing and they don't know what it is either saruman says bring them back alive and unspoiled so that's what they're doing then the big bad guy is pointing an arrow at boromir and it's about to be the killing blow and then aragorn jumps out and he stops him they fight it's actually a very cool fight he like stabs him in the leg they have this crazy moment where he like stabs the bad guy in the chest and then the guy pulls him closer pulling the knife in through himself i love that part i was like oh that is sick then aragorn pulls it out and beheads him very cool moment definitely the coolest fighting part in the movie i really appreciated that and then aragorn runs over to boromir who is most definitely dying and you know he tries to help him at first but he's like no leave it i'm obviously dying like there's nothing you can do right now he feels like he's lost his honor at this point too so i think in his head he knows he's dead but he also doesn't feel like he deserves to be alive anymore yeah so he admits that he tried to take the ring he feels like he failed he's really upset and aragorn is really kind to him and he says like i won't let our city fall like i won't let our people down and he kind of gives him this moment in death where oh no she's crying again guys don't look at me i cannot believe that you're crying again (laughs) but yeah so he basically says it's like ours and then he even repeats boromir for a second he's like our people and he's like our people like i won't let the city fall and that was really good leah's just crying right now it's it's fine we're gonna be fine i'm an embarrassment but he also says the line that i love he says i would have followed you my brother my captain my king that line is so good well that's actually the next sentence that i wrote down which is that he says all that and then he just dies and there's like a whole moment where they're just like all looking at him being dead and that's fine and then we cut to frodo he's waiting at the shore and he is crying and i felt really sad for him in this moment and he was thinking of gandalf's pep talk where he was saying like he didn't like his adventure and gandalf was kind of like you have to do what you can with what you've been dealt all you have is to decide what to do with the time you are given which i love that quote very cute moment yeah so then that's his kind of call to action there where he gets on the boat and meanwhile sam's running through the woods trying to get him and you know frodo can hear him but he starts going anyway and then sam's at the shore screaming after him and frodo's like no no you're not coming with me and then sam starts coming out into the water and frodo's like you can't swim like go back go back and then sam starts drowning almost immediately (laughs) i got very upset at this moment because i had joked with you i think in the last episode or maybe the episode before that that if sam dies i would be very upset and then i was like of course he dies in the last five minutes of this movie i'm not thrilled about this and frodo's just gonna let him die he's just gonna let him drown but then of course frodo saves him so he pulls him onto the boat and and i'm crying again leah's tearing up of course come on the stuff that sam says on the boat is just tear jerking and sam says he promised he would never leave and he intends to keep that promise so they row off together and then there's this one cut where they have boromir's body like pushed off the waterfall which 
I'm guessing is like a very honorable removal of his body. I don't know. They didn't really explain that one. (laughs) (laughs) So then they have the remaining three people and Legolas is like, come on, they're on the other side. We got to go get them. And Aragorn is like, ah. And then Legolas is like, oh, we're not going, I guess. The dwarf is mad and he's like, the fellowship has failed. But then Aragorn, in the true leader fashion, is like, well, we haven't failed. Let's go save Merry and Pippin because they got kidnapped. So that's their plan. Then, final shot, we see the hobbits looking at Mordor in the distance. And Frodo says something about how they might never see the other guys again. And Sam is like, oh, well, we might. Which I thought was cute. Yeah. Like, very optimistic. And then they just start walking. And then credits roll. He says, I'm glad that you're with me, Sam. He does say that. And you did say in the first episode, you were hoping for some more, you know, friendship between Sam and Frodo. And now the two of them are alone together. So we are about to get a lot of Sam and Frodo time. Okay, good. Because that is a cute moment. I will give them that. I think they're, I don't know. Like, I, I really cherish their friendship. I hope Frodo loves Sam as much as Sam loves Frodo because clearly Sam has a lot of strong love for him. And I think that's really cute. I absolutely think so too. The first movie is over and I've officially watched it. It's over. It's crazy because I was thinking about this yesterday before we watched this full movie because we did all of these episodes in a row. I actually had two separate occasions where people said Lord of the Rings related words to me. And I was like, no, no, don't spoil it. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I was thinking to myself before we started, it's so interesting that now I'm suddenly aware of these references where I probably have gotten and heard references for most of my adult life. I mean, you picked up on like six memes. There's so many memes in this movie. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny to see them and kind of see the context because I've even used some of these memes. I've used the like, fine, keep your secrets. (laughs) It was fun. It was fun to see it. And I did like it. So we can still be friends. Yes, thank God. I like to think that I'm the Sam to your Frodo. You're definitely Frodo. I'm, I'm more Sam than you are. I would 100% ditch you. I, I'm i not going on an adventure with you. Yeah, you would not come on. You would not accidentally almost drown yourself. No. Oh my gosh, no. If you start rowing, I'm not even getting my feet wet. I'd be like, all right, I'll catch the next boat. See you later. You're not Sam or Frodo. You're the idiots. No, you're one of the hobbits still in the Shire. You're Rosie. Yeah. Oh, I'll be Rosie. Okay. Yeah, you could be Rosie. I don't know that I would consider you to be a Frodo though because I feel like you're a little bit more brave than Frodo. In Sam and Frodo you are Frodo. I'm definitely Sam. (laughs) I'm just the one who's crying about the slightest inconveniences. And like every time there's a battle you're just like falling down instead of trying to use your sword. When I was a kid I used to play tag with my siblings a lot and they would get so mad at me because instead of running when they were it I would just drop to the ground (laughs) and curl up into the fetal position in the hopes that they would just leave me alone and then it it would just never work so they were always very upset with me (laughs) that's very frodo it was it's fun to watch this movie though i'm having a good time i do feel like i'm a hobbit though yeah you're definitely a hobbit you're just maybe not the hobbit that took the adventure you're the one that stayed home (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm the rule, not the exception. I also, I don't know. I kind of don't think I'm an elf. Just because Legolas, he's so stoic and he shows his emotions so minimalistically. I don't think I'm as graceful as an elf either. I'm probably a dwarf. I feel like if anything, if there were any of the main characters that you would be, I feel like you're one of the two crazy hobbits that are just crazy for the sake of being crazy. Oh yeah, one of them too. Just out to have a good time. I would say I'm probably Merry out of Merry and Pippin. And I think even the way that his story arc evolves. You are still a hobbit in that you, I think you still appreciate the things that I appreciate, but you would go on an adventure just like for fun. And you would just steal crops from a farmer. I still want to eat eight meals a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you still, still appreciate being a, a homebody, but you're like, no, let's go on an adventure. Like, just on a whim. Let me just go yeah. on this adventure. So coming into, like, the second film, mm-hmm. we have Merry and Pippin have been taken by the orcs. Very upsetting. Legolas... Gimli and Aragorn are going to search for them and then Frodo and Sam are off on their own adventure to Mordor. So we're gonna have three perspectives. You know, this entire film, we were just following Frodo the entire time. But coming into the second movie, we're going to be jumping from Sam and Frodo's story to the threesome to the two boys. Like, we're gonna be seeing all of that. And it gets very exciting. I don't actually even know what I could possibly predict. I did know, I think, that the story kind of splits off into multiple different storylines because I think that was kind of the driving force behind me not watching it as a kid because I knew that Elijah Wood didn't have all that airtime. Although it's kind of funny because now as an adult, I can see that Aragorn is definitely like the hottie of the movie, but Elijah Wood is still for sure up there. But I'm fine with him or Orlando Bloom being on screen. Oh I'm yeah. fine with this. I don't think I'm very good at predicting like where storylines are going to go because all I know now is that they still have to get to Mordor and that's it. That's all I can think of. We know that Gollum had been following them, but we haven't heard from Gollum in a while. I just assumed he was just staying in that dank little cave. He might show up again. And you could definitely expect more battles, more politics come into it too, you know, between kings and rulers. Also, there may be fallout from Boromir's death because, you know, we did hear a lot about his father. He talked about his dad a lot. I was actually just thinking my only other prediction would be that Aragorn takes his rightful place and kind of becomes the leader of that colony or whatever they are, city, country. City, uh, Mordor. Not Mordor. Mordor. Gondor. Gondor. (laughs) There's another realm, Rohan, and there's a king of Rohan. So there's new characters we're going to meet in the second film as well. I can't wait. More blue contact lenses. (laughs) More blue contact lenses. Second movie is just going to be fully focused on the romance and I can't wait. It's only romance, yeah. That's like just a full movie of courtship. Yeah. Oh, don't get me excited. Maybe Sam and Frodo fall in love. I would be so on board with that. You have no idea. I would love to see that. Don't get my hopes up. (laughs) They were talking about the one white tower. We also saw Gandalf on a tower. So maybe that's my next prediction. I think those might be the two towers. Yeah, I don't know. He called the white city a tower. It's not really a tower, but when you see it, you'll understand that. I can't wait to see it because he was really singing its praises. It is beautiful. And you know, the last time somebody was singing praises, they entered into a tomb. We hope you all enjoyed coming along this journey with us. If you've been enjoying our podcast so far, it would really mean a lot to us. It would be very helpful if you could rate it on whatever you're listening to it on. Share it with your friends. Follow us on Twitter. Yell at us a little bit. We love to be yelled at. We really do. Tell me if I forgot anything important, if I messed up any of the lore. Or if she made fun of me needlessly for anything, because my prediction 
predictions were pretty close to being right. <laughs> I mean, they weren't pretty close to being right, but they had elements of correctness. They were pretty close to being pretty close to being right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll give myself that. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you that. That's fine. And we'll see you all for the second movie, The Lord of the Rings, Two Lords, Two Rings. The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to the It's All Geek to Me podcast, hosted by Leah and Kelly. Make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and give us a rating. You can also find us on Twitter at All Geek Podcast. New episodes drop every Thursday. See you next week.